What's up, you guys? This is Jermaine. And I'm Jessica. And we're Ascended Queens. Welcome back to our show where we're about to talk about all kinds of stuff. Mm. I'm probably going to drag the shit out of Jessica, but it's okay. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's okay because this is all part of letting go. You know, sometimes we need to have friends tell us about ourselves. What is true friendship if we're not open and honest with people? That is real. And we yeah. need to start holding each other accountable as, a, as individuals and as a society. So I'm with it. I agree. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm with it. <laughs> you should see my face too. I could, I could feel it through the phone. <laughs> I could feel it from way over here. I'm like, yo. <laughs> it was a head tilt with a high eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I saw. Yes. Okay, so before the dragging commences, <laughs> let me do a friendly check-in. How yes. are you doing? How's life? How's tourist season <laughs> treating you? I mean, so far, tourist season has been chill in terms of my celebrating, I guess. Um, you know, been working a lot, so I've been kind of busy. I did plan a trip. I don't know if I said this on the last show, but I planned a trip and I'm out. I'm going to be gone on my birthday until I come back. So, and I'm just saying until I come back because, you know, I don't know. I'm going to be gone for like a week, which is amazing. So, yeah, I'm excited. I kind of didn't really want to like celebrate my birthday this year. I'm kind of just like, fuck it, bye. If anybody wants to take me out, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Schedule your birthday dinner, your birthday drinks, your birthday hang soon, you know, around that time frame. I love it. I'm definitely down for for a little bit. Get on the schedule. Get on the schedule, girl. Girl, you know me. I just be like, hey, I'm in your area in like two hours. I know, but last minute. (laughs) Always. I can't be doing last minute sometimes because I'm like, look, I already had these plans hot girl summer's coming up so i might be busy so you know we can't do too much spontaneity going forward you want to be like okay listen when is a good day for us to go do because you know i'm trying to be in these streets (laughs) all right girl i hear you i'm just saying yeah well that sounds epic i appreciate (laughs) it i love that you can celebrate at all and that you can you know book a trip that's a blessing you know because we certainly I had no idea what things were looking like, and it definitely feels like it's looking up. So, yeah, you might as well be up if you know what I'm saying. In the air, up in the air, Mm -hmm. on a boat somewhere, girl, up Up in in whatever. Yep, I just got new ones too. Ooh, not the orifice. Sorry, I see how you tried to graze over that, and I was like, Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. But yes, I did buy new sheets because let's let's move on from Jessica's crazy. Um, yeah, I bought some new linen sheets. They're amazing. I love them. Um, there's only the only person that's been in the sheets is me and my cat. So, you know. So that's an invitation, ladies, depending I, on I who you are. I didn't say I've been single. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm still single. Single, been ready to mingle, but just over here minding my own business. Um, yeah, I don't know. How have you been? <laughs> Pass it. Um, yeah. I've been good. I same thing. Everything is beginning to look up. I am, you know, adjusting to this new energy that is opening up, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited, as you know. Like I have been going with the flow and the energy, so I might have like an announcement soon of a new, you know, location that I will be dwelling at. We'll see. I feel. I feel that energy of just movement you know, awakening within me that happens every like two to three years, I think. Um, but yeah, everything is good. I'm excited, blessed, healthy. Family is is here and healthy. And yeah, I've just been cold chilling. I love it. I love it. 
you know how we do. Um, <laughs> I mean, in reality, we just got to keep it moving. Like life goes on every single day. So, you know, chilling some days, some days you're out in these streets. Right. Some days you're in the sheets, but you're in the sheets because you got a boo. I don't have a boo. So I'm in these sheets. In between the sheets. By myself. Dun, 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 dun. Um, wow. But, you know, and, and the important thing, you know, <laughs> about everything that's been happening is that we've all had to make a lot of adjustments. And the theme of the show is letting go. So we've done a lot of letting go. A lot of us have in yeah. different ways, expectations, just mm-hmm. different beliefs about what the world looked like and what it is actually in, in other people's experiences versus what our perspective of their experiences. Yeah. And some people didn't really change them at all. But I think one of the overarching themes has just been like letting go. Yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of like this is the culmination of the last year of just like how everything's all been like crazy as fuck. And now it's time to just kind of like breathe, let go yeah. of what doesn't serve us anymore because we all learned a lot, you know, hopefully. Hopefully, girl. Hopefully. Because sometimes I'd be looking and I'm like, oh, some of you didn't learn a goddamn thing. No, they didn't. But it's okay. <laughs> Man, it's not our job to really like hit people over the head and say like, what the fuck? Why aren't you learning? Like, that's something that I personally have had to let go of. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Trying to, I've had to definitely in the past let go of trying to help people along in their lessons, you know? Mm. And one of the biggest things that I kind of had to do was just take my hands off of it. Friend, even with friends, you know, like, there will be times where a friend is dating somebody and I like it's, you know, somebody new. They This week they got somebody new and I already know next week it's going to be a completely different person. And this week it's the love of their life. Next week it's going to be the love of their life. Two weeks ago and maybe even a month ago it was two completely different people that were the, the love of their life. And you just have to, I had to learn like, you know, that's cool. All right, you happy? Yeah. <laughs> I get real generic in situations where obviously somebody kind of like acting in terms of behavior that necessarily isn't conducive for their growth, but that's something that they feel that they need to do. I've had to learn to take my hands off the wheel in terms of just even caring about what's happening. Even if they ask me, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you love them? Okay, great. Then you love them, I love them. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. And I feel like, you know, it's really, I've definitely had experiences where I'm usually the person that like people, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if they're having marital issues or relationship issues or just, you know, issues with their family, work, whatever, because I can usually hold high space, um, but also give good feedback without judgment. And I remember I was in this relationship, which I've talked about so many times on this show. Mm. And it was the first relationship that anybody had ever seen me give my power away. And it was the first relationship that I ever did. And um, for some people, it, it created this resentment within them because I couldn't be that person that I was because this person was consuming my time. So it also kind of showed you, you know, who is your friend? Dances kind of like suit them. And then when you're finally that one, you know, that needs space held, you know, can people meet it? But that taught me so much about just like judgment. And especially when it comes to relationships, we're all just experiencing life. We're divine beings who are getting to experience physical form and emotions and love and and anger and worry and doubt and stress and things that a, a divine being probably is never going to experience. Right. Yeah. And so I, now I'm at the place where I'm like, awesome experience it. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody, as long as it's not hurting you. Awesome. Like experience it, like fly skydive, do what you're going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So me being on that end of taking other people's judgment now opened me up to be even less, judgmental, I guess, Mm. and to let go of an attachment of the things of the way that things should be or need to be. 
Um, because that's that person's lesson and that's their experience. Like when we play video games, I might choose to be Mario in the game today and you might choose to be the mushroom. I might be looking at you like, man, Mario can jump. He can do all kinds. Why would you choose to be the mushroom? You know what I mean? But it's just your experience. You want experience like you're like, fuck, I don't need to jump. Like I'm great on the ground. This is where I feel cool. I feel like, you know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, letting go of expectations has been huge for me. Yeah. And it's a work in progress. As it should be. Yeah. For everybody. You know? Yeah. I love it. Being in the flow. I think even before COVID happened, if if people listened back to the show initially, we talked a lot about just being Mm -hmm. and and releasing the energy for now of of doing. And because we've been doing that as a society. Even throughout COVID, too, we talked a lot about that because there's just been a lot of times throughout the last year of 2020 where we just that we had to you had to let go of control you know especially Mm -hmm. and especially me because that's hard for for Jermaine was to like let go of control (laughs) I don't know about you but for me control is like I'm like cool I have this schedule I know what's going on like but to let go and go with the flow and just kind of like pretty much live for each day I've learned to do that now yeah, it it really opens up a lot more, I feel like, to even in our body, like when we're like, you know, we're so, it's like there's a tenseness and it's like when you open up and you're just open to whatever wants to come to you divinely and you're not making it look a certain way. Like I'm only looking in through these this narrow lens and it has to look like this and this is the pathway, but there's like something beyond that path or outside of it to the right, to the left, above or below that wants to reveal itself to you, but you're literally just so focused on this one way that's worked for you in the past or that's felt safe for you or comfortable. Um, and, and it doesn't always, you know, sometimes we evolve beyond that. Maybe it was on one level comfortable and safe and got you to this level, but yeah. now the universe is asking more of us and to be able to tap into beyond what we can just see with our eyes. And, and now we have to feel with our hearts and our intuition and just be tapped in. So like letting go of that type of expectation that things need to look a certain way, I think got blown open with COVID. For people that were paying attention, I don't know how you weren't paying attention, but it seems like some people did not get that. I know. I'm just sorry to say it again, but it's I mean, it's facts because I have, I even have had people that I've known. It's weird because I I even want to say that it's hard for me to say friend, you know? Um, I don't know. We've talked about this on like the toxicity episode in terms of even letting people go, you know, but you kind of like sit back and you look at those people's lives and you're like, okay, so you got nothing out of this. Yeah. You got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Which, okay. And for me, thankfully I've learned to let go of even the need or want to like that whole judgment. Cause I'm a judgy ass person. Like, I'm not gonna lie y'all. I'll be like, Ooh, mm -mm, no, the hell you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but now I just kind of feel like I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You learned nothing. Good for you. Well, I hope at some point you do, but I'm going to stay over here in my lane. But keep that not learned shit over there. Thank you. Yeah. And and that's your experience too, right? That's their right. That's their free will to continue on in a certain paradigm. And we're really not that. It is shocking to my system because I just thought, okay, this is this is going to be the thing that blows people open, you know, mm-hmm. pe- you know, the, the Pentagon and the militaries admitted that there's aliens and that, that astral travel is a thing and that there's other dimensions. And, and it's like people still, if you just tell them that without even looking into it, their mind, cognitive dissonance, you mm-hmm. know, it holds on and it doesn't let go of those old stories uh, that, that were told to them. Right. And I mean, it's the, like we said, so many times on the show, the line in the sand is definitely getting wider and wider. And for the people that chose to stay asleep and not to learn from this huge cataclysmic event that happened, biblical, of biblical proportion. I'm then, saying. Hey, that's your, that's your right. You know what I mean? That's your right. But yeah, keep it at a, keep it at a distance. <laughs> um, but I don't, judge you for well you know what not i don't want to lie i I don't necessarily understand how you can allow something like that to happen yeah like this and to still be like racist or homophobic or sexist or greedy or yeah um, i think there's a difference between judgment you know and discernment i love to like say this because 
here's the thing. I can, I have discernment over the fact that I recognize that you haven't changed, that you've refused to change, that you decided to, to like stay the same. You know what I mean? Right. I can discern that. You can discern that. That is a fact, you know? Yeah. I don't think calling something what it is is judgment. I think we kind of, as a society, need to start using different terminology, like look up what things mean. Because we've talked about this on the show too before. It's like, let's start looking up the root word of things. Like, so even to discern, you know, means to like deeper understand, you know, kind of even take a step. I don't know the actual Webster's dictionary definition of it, but it's like, you know, you take a step back and you like analyze, (laughs) Yeah. you know? You have a deeper knowing and understanding of what something means. That's what discernment is. Judgment, you know, comes from a place, I think, of not knowing. Yeah. You know? And so I think that there's a difference between the two. If, like, you can see factual things happening, you know, with someone else and say, hey, yeah, you learned nothing. And it's okay that you learn nothing, but that's not cool with me. I don't think that's judging someone. I think that that's discerning. That's not for you. (laughs) And here's the quick Webster's. The very first thing says the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what Mm. is obscure. Yes. That is discernment. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, I've said this is that judgment. And I think a lot of times too, we loosely, like you said, we loosely use judgment because Mm -hmm. I believe things have the ability to transform. Obviously, it's called life, right? And so I may make a, a discerning observation, but that doesn't mean that I would hold within myself the the thought that it cannot change. And right. to me, we make these judgments on things, meaning that it, it has no more life. Like, it means that it has no ability to change. And a lot of times, I think that's more harmful for the person making that de- uh, deduction because you're literally saying that that thing is done glowing. So you see it as dead to me and life is never dead. Like it's always ever flowing and evolving, even if you're, you yourself are unconscious of it, you know, like you could be denying all the, you know, it's funny. So little quick story. So when I was recently on my trip, I, you know, we were sitting under the stars. We were in this villa that was, you know, indoor, outdoor, mostly outdoor. And (laughs) the, you know, the stars were above us. And I was just on one and just talking about the different dimensions and how, man, I can't believe that I can't fly in this dimension. And it's always, I've felt that way as a kid because I fly in my dreams. And, you know, it was so, you know, the, the person that I was with was like, well, what do you mean? Like gravity, that's why, you know? And I'm like, how could that be all that you got from that? Of course, gravity on this plane. But then I start going into, you know, what if Earth is like a spaceship and we're moving into another dimension, another dimension, another atmosphere where it's possible. Mm-hmm. Just as I say that, this thing flies right above us, but kind of close. So I was like, oh my God, what was that? And she goes, a fairy. Now... Sitting here, like, so you <laughs> are saying that I'm kind of like, I'm going too deep to say that, wow, I wish we could fly, but just as easily and without hesitation, you said, Oh, that was a fairy. So you can accept that there is a fairy. And I fully was like, Yeah, that it probably was. You know what I mean? Right. I fully accepted that. But it was just funny because how the universe works. Like a fairy just flew right over your head and without hesitation, you could accept that, but not, you know, mm. that I was saying that I wish that I could fly. Mm. So it's that cognitive dissonance. Like things are pulling towards you. You might be unconscious of what it's trying to tell you or teach you. Because to me for that, because I operate on, on that unseen level where I, I look at synchronicities and, and wherever I feel guided to go because I feel in the flow and alignment. So for me, I'd be looking at that like, wow, that was, that was the universe. And swear to God, the next two days, right in front of the person that I'm dating, at least two other people were, wearing, were talking about spirituality in our group and wearing like sacred geometry rings. It was, it was just, there was just, it was for sure too much of a quote unquote coincidence yeah. that, you, that you can't be with a certain way of thinking, but then the universe, pow, pow, just kept like hitting her with it. Like, yeah. you know? Anyway, 
I, I love it. Sometimes things are like that, you know, and they're un- completely and utterly undeniable. And you can't just say, okay, it's not this or it's not that, you know? Um, yeah. That's dope. But letting go of, you know, your perception or your your mind that says, well, this is as far as my, my mental body can go is to accept this. But letting go of that for a second right. and being childlike, which children are not as... Have, have not succumbed as much to our just our mental body. And so that's why their imaginations are so fluid and they believe right. that they can do anything and their dreams are more colorful and all of that. Um, and we've let go of that. And so maybe that's a way that we can talk about as well as how do we, sometimes we let go of things that we probably should have kept, like our innocence, like our playfulness. Girl, I've been, I, that's why I stay playing. Same. <laughs> like, and I've even tried to get back to that recently. Like, I had this whole conversation with a friend of mine, and this is more astrologically. So and I think I talked about this a little bit, and I'll try to like keep this very short and simple as much as I can, because you know, Jermaine be long-winded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was saying, like, so I'm a Taurus, so obviously you were talking about Taurus season. My birthday is in a couple of weeks. Um, but I'm a Taurus sun, and my rising is Virgo, and my moon sign, not my sun sign, my moon sign is in Sagittarius. So I'm double Earth. And then you have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of fire in there. And so, yeah, (laughs) a little fire, double earth, a little fire. Um, And obviously in terms of astrology, all of our makeup in terms of astrology is completely different. You know, for your chart is completely different from my chart because it's literally astrology is a map for you of your life. You know what I mean? Um, And so basically like, because I've talked about this in the past, like, because of re- I've, I've worked really hard over the last like six, seven years to rebuild my life um, after like, you know, I had that like kind of abusive relationship that I went through years ago. And then after that, it was even like, you know, that relationship that I had that was very significant where it was loving, it was beautiful and all of those things. And that relationship, you know, that person decided she didn't want to be with me anymore. And that was tough. And I had to go through that whole rebuilding phase again. So I felt like over the last like six, seven years, I've been in full-blown Virgo energy, which is kind of like all about that, all about schedules, all about making things make sense. Like everything has to be in its perfect place. Everything needs to be kind of like in in perfect order. Um, And so in terms of Taurus, it kind of goes with that. Taurus will kind of go along with that. That's my sun sign. But my Sagittarius, which is my moon, and so your moon sign represents, like, your internal world, right? And, like, your emotions and how you, like, you like to feel and how you like to be loved, I guess you can say. Um, And so Sagittarius is my moon sign. And Sagittarius, they're a lot more go with the flow. (laughs) You know, they're kind of wild. They love adventure. They love to be spontaneous. And I've been none of those things, um, except for in 2020. I feel like 2020 was like a huge catalyst for me to shake myself of that old energy and let go of um, the need to have to have things so in order, you know, Mm. and even the need to even be in my own Virgo energy, you know, because it's like, yes, things will be in order because that's just who I am. But I don't always have to be like that. I can go with the flow and I can let go of the anxiety and that disease that's like, cause I get really like, not disease, like as in like, like a disease, but like dis-ease where like, I'm literally uneasy because things aren't in their proper place or because, you know, hey, Jessica did pop up and she's like, what you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm over here taking a bath. What you mean? <laughs> you know? And so I've had to work towards letting go of that, like, anxiety, you know, that uneasiness that I've had over having to have a schedule and just be more fun, be more playful, just ha- go with the flow and live. And it's so good. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like making room for other mm-hmm. things that you were not in your periphery, that were not in your vision to, to come forward. They were outside of the structure, the things that you were holding on to. Um, so what are the ways, like, what is letting go to you? Like, how do you tend to let go? Oof. Well, I mean, I'll say this. So I'll say a couple different things. 
in the past for me, letting go was almost impossible. <laughs> like it depends on what it is. Like actually, no. Yeah, I'll say that in the past, letting go was impossible. I would hold on to so many things, be it people like people I was dating. I would hang on and hold on to relationships way too long, even though I knew that I needed to let go. It was like to the point where things became excruciating for me. Mm. And I just was like, okay. I kept holding on so much to like, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And it wasn't getting better. You know, same with friendships too. Um, and things had to get so bad, you know, in order for me to learn my lesson. And mm. again, like I've said this in the past, I don't believe that everybody needs to like go through so much bad in order for you to understand and know good. But for me, that was a huge lesson that I had to learn. It's like, how many times can I go through a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is where I'm the one who's constantly giving, I'm the one who's constantly trying to hope that this gets better. I'm the one who's constantly still trying to keep the connection going. And that other person really just doesn't care anymore, you know, or they just literally act as if mm, they've let go, you know? Yeah. And so um, I, I kind of like re begrudgingly let go in the past. Like I was forced to, it wasn't something that I consciously did. Um, and so I think prior to 2020 and then even 2020, just realizing like, Hey, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to feel like I'm always hanging on and other people aren't, or I don't want to feel like I don't know why I'm holding on, you know? And right. so I think sometimes it's actually harder to hold on to things than it is to just let go, mm. you know? And I had to learn that the hard way. And I had to realize, I was like, Ooh, I can't, I have to put myself first, you know? And yeah. I don't mean that in the sense of me putting myself first, like I feel like I'm better than anyone. It's just that it's it's like that age old adage where they're talking about like the plane, like if you're on a plane, like they literally tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before helping or assisting anyone else, because you're no good to anyone else if you don't have your oxygen mask on. And so I've had to learn like, okay, cool. This ain't working, you know? And so I think some of the ways that I've learned to let go is, you know, just letting go of expectations of how I think things need to be, especially because I, I definitely have come into life with a lot of expectations, but also learning to let when when the time is right and things don't make sense anymore and they're they're, they're more hurtful than they are helpful. Um, it's it's OK to let go, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't love anyone any less. It just means that you and that person or you and that thing or you and that job or you and whatever, the car or the clothes or whatever it is, it's just not, it's not meshing well anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's okay to let go. I also had to do that too. This year, this last, was it this year? I think it might've been the very beginning of 2021. This was way before spring. Remember when I was telling y'all, I was all deep, you know, kind of decluttering, deep cleaning, organizing my house. Yeah. Um, girl, like when I tell you all the letting go that I was doing, I was like, yeah, I don't, I've had this for fucking 20 years. <laughs> Got a hole in it. It's time to go. Here she I mean, goes. No shade. I'm not yet. I'm, I wasn't going to shade you. I wasn't going to shade you yet. Our listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Basically before this episode, I was dragging Jessica because she has like, 200 pairs of sweats that are exactly the same and <laughs> a couple of them got holes in them and I was like one oh, as a whole just let it go <laughs> you know what I'm saying but she was like but it's different than all these other ones yeah I really I don't think I do think with clothes <laughs> for some reason I do be thinking like oh I could wear that again it's like delusional more than anything like oh that'll come back or um, you know, who, like we were talking about, I was like, okay, I got this one white jacket that I wore to one like white event. And I was like, what if there's another white party and you don't have nothing to wear? So you got to keep it. But I haven't worn it in like three years. So, I mean, I'm not, we're going to, if we're talking about letting go, I will give you guys updates on 
the letting go of, of Jessica's the white clothes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so how so what it- about you? Wait, you didn't say how you let go. You first and then whatever you're going to say. Or- okay. In terms of, I'm going to say relationships, yeah. I think it, it does, you know, grow over time and change and evolve. I think that it can be hard to let go of, of, of someone that you love. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, I've done it in my last relationship where I was still very much in love with that person. And I, you know, what's funny. I've always been the one to break up with the person mm. dating different story. I've definitely had people, you know, run or not even get started. But as far as, you know, committed relationships, I have been the one to have to let go. And yeah. it's not been easy. It's been very hurtful. I always knew Um, that it was for the best. And the very last time I was very much in love with her. And, you know, that was like 10 years ago. And she'll always have a place in my heart. She was the only person that I was 100% vulnerable with, that Mm -hmm. I had no walls, that I completely gave my power away to, which, you know, was was not the best in that case in particular, because she couldn't couldn't hold that type of power. She didn't have that type of power for me to give mine away to her. What I'm understanding now is that you just have to share. You have to have your own equally matched power that you just share in each other's. But if that person does not contain the same magnitude of power, you cannot give yours over to them. It's going to be too heavy. Um, and it exploded eventually. And so my letting go was look like let me completely remove myself like I'm not going to the city where you live for years I literally you know turned off my Facebook at the time they didn't have Instagram um but yeah I, I do give it a good amount of time though I mean I do definitely exhaust all possibilities and I move when I feel guided to move or when I moved through and when I'm just at that point, I cannot deny that the universe is speaking to me and I will give it an opportunity to, to, to transcend the, the present moment of what I'm feeling like and to, and to communicate to, to that being, that relationship. Lately, it's been a lot quicker, right? Like with friends and stuff, I've definitely cut people off that shocks people mm. as far as like friendships go, that's shocking. But I've already, pro- I process a lot quicker now. So I don't need to take the amount of time that I might have before, especially with like a friendship. I have mm. really long lasting friends. Like most of my friends I've known since I was a teenager. So just recently since 2020, I let go of three friendships mm. or acquaintances to, French, to, to a very close friend. And it didn't take anything at all. Nothing. Because there had been enough... Uh, cycling of that same type of energy that it just didn't, I didn't skip a beat. So it's, it's interesting. I think with love, it's, it's a little bit longer because you have intimacy, you're engaging with them in a different way, exchanging energy in a different way mm-hmm. and emotions and things. And in, so, and you do start to share things with them, like, you know, finances or, you know, an energy and, and memories and things. Whereas with a friendship, it's a little bit easier for some reason, except for, like I said, if you're I think I'm the opposite. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, I think it's harder for me to let go of friends than it is for me to let go of relationships. But I think it's just equal for me. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. I mean, it depends on what happened. Like, friendships, if I call you my friend, I'm your friend. Like, like, you really got to fuck up. I mean, I, you've never even really seen me be mad. I have people in my no. life who are like, I've never even seen you be upset. So Mm-mm. for me to get there, trust me, some shit happened. And <laughs> I might give you like one more opportunity and that's it. We're none, you know? Um, so yeah, I guess it looks, you know, and letting go of, I think being spiritual, we, we have, it's our personality or to, to let go. You know, mm-hmm. like we had to let go of religion and traditions and then being gay, right? We had to let yeah. go of um, certain uh, attachments to our parents and their their expectations of us. And we had to let go of our image of what we thought for ourselves. So we're, we already have been outside of the box. Right. And so we've been learning, you know, how to let go this whole time, I think. 
And then we just spotlight, okay, now it's relationships. We move from friendships, we move to identities, we moved from, you know, race even to a degree, right? Like certain things that we identify as, I'm breaking all boxes. That's what I'm working on to become neutral. So I can't I be swayed, it. you know? I love it. And I actually do think that part of that letting go process is about leaning, letting go, but also leaning into faith. And yeah. I don't mean faith as in like believing in a higher power. I mean, that's part of it. But I mean, like faith that everything's going to work out. Faith yeah. that everything is happening for you and not to you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, love I it. totally agree. Yeah. And it, like we said, as you get older, right, there's certain things that you process out a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with faith because when you've experienced enough letting go, you don't need to go through the process of deducing or the uh, discernment, like we said earlier, to get to collect the evidence yeah. of the need to let go. You mm-hmm. just can see it, you observe it, you've seen it before, and you can just kind of let it go. And um, yeah. It just, that's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of growth. Like we said, of, of, of letting go overall and being the energy of letting go, you're not holding on to things needing to look or be a certain way. And so mm. therefore it can come in so many different forms that you would have never even paid attention to if you're still holding on to those old belief systems and thoughts. Right. Yeah. So what about for, let's say, you know, one thing that really inspires me about you is- I'm inspiring. Yeah, um, <laughs> is, you know, your leap of faith when it comes to your career and mm-hmm. and not needing like a nine to five job or like a quote unquote safety net. Yeah. And, you know, how how does letting go? How's that? How has that showed up for you as far as your other areas of your life and career? Mm. Um, well, I guess one of the biggest things that I had to le- learn to let go of, like I've been freelance, like. I guess you can say in terms of everything, because obviously I'm a model, but before being a model as a makeup artist and I was freelance then too. And before being freelance as a makeup artist, I worked at a makeup counter. Um, and I also like worked at a, like a TV station and stuff like that. And so, um, that was very like a regular check. (laughs) You know what I mean? Those were regular checks. I knew when they were coming, I knew when I was getting paid, you know what I mean? Every, I knew my hours. You know, everything was so set in stone. And um, I I kind of was almost like forced to make a huge decision um, at the time. This was like maybe in 2008, I think, <laughs> a very long time ago. Um, yeah, like I remember my makeup counter manager, she said, hey, like some things are shifting. That's when the economy got like real bad, like in 2008. Um, that was like that big housing crash, if everybody remembers that. <laughs> Um, yeah. So she basically was like, we're shifting some things around. Um, and at the time I was in school, like doing, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I was in school and she's like, well, we basically need you to shift to either like a 33 hour position or like a full-time, full-time position. And I'm like, no, (laughs) how am I, I can't, like, I'm literally getting ready to go into finals, like in a couple of weeks, like, I can't work 33 hours like that. No, it's impossible. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. Like if you can't shift to one of those positions, like I'm going to have to let you go. And I'm like, let me go where? (laughs) 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 To the movies, girl, where am I going? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, it was hard. It was, it was rough. It was interesting. Um, but I, she was like, you know, take some time, think about it, decide what it is that you want to do. She was like, because I want this decision to be yours. I don't want to like, I don't want you to feel like you're being forced in any direction. She's like, we love you. We want to keep you all of this stuff. And I, at the time I really, like, I'm not going to lie. At the time I was already hating working there. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't love it, but I also loved the idea of getting a regular paycheck too, you know? Um, and understanding and knowing where everything was coming from, but it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't really where I saw myself being, you know, and when I left high school and when I like, you know, went on the path of working, I guess you could say, 
I knew what I wanted and I was not doing that at the makeup counter at all whatsoever. I would do it like a little bit, but not enough to where I was in it, you know? And so I felt like I realized in those moments, like this is your opportunity. And I took a huge leap. <laughs> I was scared as fuck. Um, so I decided to go freelance for that makeup company so that, I mean, I didn't work regularly for them, but I still went back and like was able to like work at different counters and things like that, which actually kind of like spread me around to different, like, you know, get to know different people. But also too, it opened up an opportunity for me to do new things. And because of that, like, I actually, I won't go into the long story about how I got with my makeup agent at the time, but basically like, as soon as I let go of that counter job, I had an opportunity to basically go assist with someone. And then because of me assisting on a job that I knew I wasn't getting paid a, whole, a lot of money for, um, it put me into position to be an assistant and then get signed with a makeup agency. And then um, from there, like, it's like everything just kept going. And then even in between being a makeup artist transitioning to a model, like, I had to let go of my makeup career, <laughs> you right. know, and that was tough. That was a tough one because for me growing up, I always saw myself being a makeup artist. It was what I envisioned as a kid. You know, I wanted to do hair and makeup. I wanted to be these like behind the scenes people getting like, you know, models, celebrities, things like that ready. Like that was my passion. I loved it. And, um, when I kind of jumped back into modeling, modeling took off. It took off in a way that it was like, wow, you know, I don't know if I can do makeup anymore. And I had to make a hard decision. And I, I did. I was like, you know what? All right. I'm going to trust this. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust the universe and say, you know what? I'm going to just leap and I'm going to see what happens. And I always feel like one of the biggest things for me, I'm a true believer in this. And whether you are or you're not, I always believe that when you have like a pure heart and good intentions and you take that big leap of faith. I feel like the universe or God or whatever the hell you want to call it always meets you there. Yeah. Definitely. Like you, you, you never fail, <laughs> you know? And even if you do fail, I promise you're going to learn something from that, you know? Um, so I guess for me with career, like being freelance actually taught me so much about myself. It taught me so much about my own finances and money um, because I feel like when I actually did work a nine to five job, I was way worse with money. I was careless because I felt like I knew, I, I knew when the money was coming, you know, right. so I could just literally take my savings and checking account down to nothing. Like, because I knew next week I'm getting paid. So what, right. why, why do I care about <laughs> this right. last thousand dollars? You know what I mean? Not even thinking about emergencies or anything like that. And unfortunately, I'm not saying everybody is like this, but I do kind of feel like when you work a nine to five job and I'm not don't I'm not judging you. I'm not judging anybody who works a nine to five job. They get a regular paycheck because being freelance is not easy at all. It is a very scary process. You are going to have a lot of anxiety from pretty much the entire time, because even still now there's times where I think about shit like money, you know, um, but thankfully I am really crazy in terms of savings. Like I save my money more than I go out and I do things. Like I definitely enjoy myself, but I definitely save money too, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause it's really important, especially as a freelancer to have a safety net because you know, you don't necessarily know when your next job's coming. Like I know when I'm working next week and for the rest of the month, but I don't know what June's looking like, right. <laughs> you know? We get to June when we get there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and that's why it inspires me because I've always had a nine to five job. Like I'm very creative. So to supplement, I've always done creative things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've had like a book of poetry. I've had I love it. so many, you know, podcast certifications, just everything that I can think of in my head to even try, like I tend to do, but I've done it on, to be honest, a small scale. Cause I really did not want to be known really. Like I didn't mm. want to put my face out there. I, it was like, okay, I'm going to say this, 
but I'm not going to really promote it. If you find it, you find it. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, I, that leads me to a question. Uh-huh. What is stopping you from fully taking a leap of faith in the directions that you know you need to go in life? I feel that I don't fully have a grasp. Let me be honest. Like what I do with my podcast or even the books, like I'd like at this point to finally be seen or not be seen. I know that I have to in order to do what I came here to do. So I needed to let go of the fear of being seen. I had to let go of that because it frightened me. It gave me, and I think my anxiety started in, you know, I played sports my whole life, won the basketball championships, had a somewhat abusive basketball coach. And it gave me really bad like performance anxiety. Mm. So I don't, that's why I don't really like to be late. If I'm going into a place, I don't really want people's eyes on me type of thing. I just want to be under the radar. Like I'm here. I don't like a lot of attention. That's probably why I speak low. Um, I don't like, I don't like to bring a lot of attention to myself. So I had to do, just let go of internal things, to be honest with you, to get to the point where, okay, I'm comfortable now with that. Before it would have been me going against um, myself. I think I would have maybe put myself into situations that I wasn't ready to, ready for. That's why when I had my year of yes, which people, this can assist you too. So I had a whole year of yes. And I think it was like 16, where I was like, okay, I'm going to say yes to everything that comes my way. And so I did the YouTube series, The Les Factor. I did... Uh, I ran for the board of KPFK and also uh, started reading the news for, which is a local progressive um, news station in LA. It's been around since the forties. Um, I start, I just said yes to a bunch of things and it, that helped me to let go of that fear. But man, I tell you, I'd be in the radio station recording. And sometimes I would still, three years later, I would still have, I would shake and I'm sitting there reading the script. Sometimes my hands would be shaking because, and no, it's on radio. No one could even see me. <laughs> it was like, but I just did it anyway. Yeah. I think at this point for me, it's now getting clear on the path and what it does, what it looks like magnified. Like, like I said, I've done the things that I want to do, but now I need to be okay magnifying and being seen doing it Yeah, on a larger scale. So I'm, I think that I'm there. I think that I'm there. Um, I think you also have to let go. Like for my family, we were always like working class, right? So like, it felt like we're always struggling. So for mm. me, it's also letting go of the lack mentality, mm-hmm. right? And, and being comfortable, like you said, like having that nine to five, I work from home, you know, I, it's pretty comfortable. So to me, it's almost like passive, you know what I mean? Um, so I build things, I guess, I have my foundation and then I build out from there. Like I have a safety net, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Now, once I get to a certain place with my my passive endeavors, I will let go of of the nine to five. I, I I love to. You have to develop yourself to be at that level of allowing yourself to have that type of experience. Yeah. And so for me, even the more that I travel and the more I know that I'm going to go someplace and be like, now I work from home, so I could pretty much live anywhere anyway. Yeah. But not having to like wake up at a certain time, um, eventually is going to be really nice. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. So good. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, there's pros and cons. Let me tell you something. I, I, obviously, I do real estate, too. And um, a lot of our generation is finally letting go of the notion of nine-to-five jobs and just structure in, in general and tradition. And one of my friends, I'm always telling him, like, he's always like, you know, fuck the nine-to-five job and fuck school and all of these things. But I said, well, you know that you also can't just sit there. Like you, you're, you're going to have to I mean, to who's that? <laughs> no, it's the same, but you know that you're going to have to work. You're still going to have to do something right. to achieve that, right? Like, yeah, True. you can just sit there. That's called passive income. But you have to be on the path of, passi- the path of passivity. Like you can't, like, you know, you got to do something, whether it's a phone call to get that passive income, whether it's investing in, you know, your own self and company and going to the bank and, you know, getting that loan or whatever it is, you're going to have to do something, you know what I mean? To make, to make that happen. And so for a lot of times it's like, I have cousins too. They're like, I don't want to work a nine to five. They end up living at home because mm-hmm. they also don't have the drive 
Right. To let go of that type of comfort. So they're living off of someone else's nine to five mm. so that they can not have a nine to five. Right. So you're still, so you're still living off of someone's nine to five. It's just not yours. Right. Right. Well, so I think the hard part is, is that some of us too, like, cause I also feel like I would love to just not work. I mean, I would always have something to do. You know, it's so right. interesting to me that, because you saying that just made me think of like other people who I've seen post things like on their Instagram over the last year of saying like how they're so bored. And I'm mm. like, what are you bored of? Right. You know, and it's actually, I feel like it makes me nervous and kind of people that say that they're bored, they, those kind of people scare me, mm. you know, because I feel like it's not that you have lack of drive. You just don't know yourself enough to be interesting to yourself. Mm. because I'm never bored. (laughs) I'm never bored. And even if I didn't have TV, you know, because there's times where I go through phases where I don't watch TV at all. I always have something to do, you know? Even if I was, like, back in my apartment and I didn't have a house and, like, things around my house that I could do, there's always something I can do. I can listen to my records. I can read. Girl, I have a damn da- damn near dance party every night if I have to. I play with my cat. Like, girl. And just, we live alone. Like, we don't even have anybody yeah, here to entertain us. No, like, no roommate. I mean, I have a cat. But, like, even still, like, she's a cat. And cats are pretty independent. And so there's a lot of times where she's off doing her own thing, you know. And I think it's so strange that people say that they get bored. I don't know. But I think that also has to do with people who have maybe issues letting go of the notion that they always need to be doing something, you know, like our society has taught us all that we need to like hustle, be busy, constantly doing this, 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 and this. And like, even for myself, 2020, that was really hard for me to let go of that. Cause I definitely had to let go of that. Cause I went from like literally working damn near almost every day (laughs) To like, not at all. And then now into a new year where things are starting up, I'm not working every day. Like it, it's, it comes in spurts. So it's like one week I could be working two times. The next week I could be working almost every day. The following week, maybe just once, you know, and it's okay. Like I'm okay with that. I'm just living, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we technically, ours, especially our society, like all of our attention should be placed on uplifting like the environment and ending well, homelessness. Girl, if, people, and... if these rich people would just stop giving their money to like fucking each other, not fucking each other, but each other and like and fucking I'm, each I'm, other. <laughs> that that part. Um also like I'm all for space. Like I've talked about this. Like I love space. Like I've always been obsessed with space, the stars, all of those things. But like at a certain point, we're exploring other things so much to the point where it's like we're not taking care of what we got already. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're working so hard to strive for something else when you already have something at home that you need to be taken care of, like right. your own planet, like the people on your planet, you know? Like we could literally end hunger, homelessness, poverty all of those things in one second if people decided they didn't want to be greedy anymore. Well, there's a lot of sheeple, though. There's a lot of people that defend that. You know, there's, it was so funny the other day. It's, I, was, I was looking at someone's comment, and someone said something like, you know, people need to stop talking about ending student loan debt. You know, if you make that debt, you better pay for it. And I'm sitting there mm. like, obviously, you didn't go to college. Obviously, you don't know how inflated it is. This is the, the most amount of debt, supposedly, in the United States is not, is not mortgages. It's not credit card debt. It's student mm-hmm. loan debt. Yeah. And these are and I'm one of those people that, you know, and, and here's the thing. Our cost of living is a lot more than what it was. Astronomical. And the yep. amount of the percentage that's gone up is ridiculous as well. So it's just another scheme, just like the housing crisis happened. And this is going to, this bubble is going to burst too. But here you have this other person, instead of being compassionate, instead of being like, Hey, this, these people are not criminals, right? Like these people are not like they went to college. Right. And so you go to any other, <laughs> right. And you go to any other quote unquote first world or industrial nation. Right. 
Like their, their college is paid for. So mm-hmm. we need to let go of the notion that number one, these people are here to help us, that they've ever done anything to help us. I'm talking about just the everyday citizen. Like they have not. And we fight each other and defend these colors. I'm talking about the red and the blue, the Crips and the Bloods, the Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. We defend them against each other. And meanwhile, they don't have to do any defending themselves because we right. do it. So we have to let go of all these notions that we're so afraid to let go of because we, we don't want to see the ugly truth, right? And in the meantime, we're, we're allowing our, like you said, our planet to be destroyed. Yep. And we're focused so much on Mars, other places, trying to like sustain, sustain life, you know? But realistically speaking, this shit can blow up tomorrow and we're all done. So then what? What was all that for? You know? Let go, people. Let go. Let go. Okay, so I guess I have one question, one last question. So over, I guess, the last year, what is something that you definitely let go of and you had to, like, learn to let go of, but now you feel much more at peace with? I'll just say that I've let go of identifying with external identities that were given to me. Mm. Um, I've become a lot more neutral. I don't identify with a lot of things, a lot of boxes, especially that I haven't fully delved into enough to say I am this. Mm. And because I don't uh, anything that the, the the writers of documents or, you know, have, I, I just, I've let go and I've been neutral and I'm a spiritual being. So I'm just being energy. And so I can be with a lot more people now a lot more different, a lot different uh, perspectives. I can actually listen to a Trump supporter and hear what they have to say and actually find something in there that I can acknowledge and that I can accept or that I might even be able to agree with. And it allows me to be with, you know, a Democrat, I don't call myself either one, I've been independent since I was 19, but I, I can be with a lot more people now and just hear them instead of, so I've let go of expectations that this person, because they identify, they identify as this means that they're that. Mm-hmm. And that inhibited me. I'm an energetic being. I want to be with all people and I want to hear all perspectives. And uh, you're not going to sway me either way because I'm just going to be loved. So if you're talking about anything other than love, then it's not going to be absorbed by me. But it did allow my life to be a little bit more fruitful and to not have, have as many triggers or reactions to things that were happening in society and in, in the world that I would have before. So that added to my peace. I love it. What about yourself? Oh, um, <laughs> yours was so good. You didn't want to end on that? No, I mean, drop a little. Come on. <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just being an ass. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me that I had to learn to let go of, but also now have so much peace with was, um, cause obviously I've talked about this so much, but like even, I won't say the need or want to have a relationship, because I definitely still need, I definitely still want a relationship, but the need or even the idea of the timeline of having like a partner, that significant other, that, that person in my life, um, letting go of that need to have to have that is, has been hard, but it definitely has come. And I feel like in 2020, I was like, you know what, this is just not the time for me. And it's okay. It's okay. And I feel like it actually allowed me to kind of sink more into myself. Because mm. I feel like I've definitely been someone who can say that they know themselves or has known themselves. But I feel like to even just be so alone with myself, you know, because obviously, as a motto, I do spend a lot of time alone, I'm traveling to like, even though I'm working with different people, it can tend to be very lonely because you're not around people that you know. You're, you're not in familiar settings all the time. You're traveling to different cities on a regular basis. You're staying in a hotel room by yourself. you know. And as glamorous as these things may seem to other people, it gets lonely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I miss my cat every time I go. Like, she's not with me. I'm by myself, you know? Like, if I did have a significant other and I was having to leave, I would miss that person too. Or I miss my friends, like, and sometimes I miss, like, important, like, things, like, in birthdays or whatever because I am working and because this is my job and this is what I signed up for. But, you know, I had to learn to say, hey, like, 
I'm okay with the relationship not being in my life anytime soon. Be it now, you know, a few years from now, even a decade from now, you know, like the thing is, is right now, I, the most important thing for me is to be okay with me. And I've had to learn to, to just do that. And I'm so thankful. I'm actually so thankful 2020 happened because it gave me the space to just be with my own, my own energy and to learn myself more. Because when I, when I say that I've relearned to trust myself, that I've relearned to understand my intuition and hear my inner voice so loudly over anyone and everything else, like I couldn't have accomplished that if it didn't happen. So yeah, I'm thankful. And you know, if a person comes into my life and that's the person tomorrow, then great. If she don't come till next year or 10 years from now, that's great too. (laughs) So, you know, I, you just got to let go. Yeah. Let go and let God or the universe or Buddha, whatever you call it. Yep. But. Let it go. Let let go and let flow. <laughs> yes. I well, love that it. That is perfect. Like we if you guys want to hear more of letting go, or if you guys have any questions to Jermaine and how she got further in her career and or myself and how to deal with the anxiety of not letting go or the fear of letting go, hit us up at Ascended Queens on the ground. Yeah. She's at Jermaine Nichols, and I'm at the Jessica Spencer. I love it. Well, thank y'all for listening. As always, we appreciate you for being here. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> and I guess, I guess we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.